Hello and welcome to what we're going to call a playoff masterclass with the man, the most successful man in English football playoff history. And as we enter our ninth playoff campaign, we, know, we, know, we certainly need a few pearls of advice from the one, the only, Neil Warnock. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to be joining us. Uh, no problem. Nice to be here. Hey, let's, let, hey, you're coming to Nottingham, we know very shortly as well. Are you with me? The Playhouse, 14th yeah. June. Looking forward to coming and seeing back a few old faces. Yeah, it was nice. Uh, you know, uh, we were told originally by a Forest fan that we wouldn't sell tickets, you know, so it made it more determined. <laughs> hey, so, hey, the Playhouse's gain is a yeah. certain other venue's loss, isn't it? Because like you said, the ticket officer was already Forest fan. What's he know? I know. I'm looking forward to seeing all the, all the county fans and uh, hopefully it'll be a celebration as well. Yeah, well, pretty close to being a sellout. We're, we're going to post a link um, so the last remaining tickets can be snapped up from £40. There's also some meet and greet options available. So that's going to be great. Um, playoffs. We're entering our ninth playoff campaign now. now. Um, we've only ever won two of them. Uh, they were a long while ago with you. Um, there's a lot of banter uh, on our podcast. Playoffs. Lottery, luck, skill. You're the man. Give us an insight. Um, I just think it's the once you get over the dis disappointment of not gaining automatic promotion, then you just have to stop feeling sorry for yourselves and you have to think about we were the best team that's left in those playoffs and you have to go out and play. And um, I think, I mean, I just took the pressure off the lads. We went away for a couple of days golfing and relaxing at, at the Belfry when I was there and we had a, a night out with the lads as well. And um, but then we started work the work the week up to the final. We worked obviously on the opposition and everything else, everything serious. Um, in the in the semi-finals, I found it more difficult. The, um, when we played Bolton Wonders, for example, we finished seventeen points in front of Bolton Wonders. Well, I mean, you finished even more so, and haven't you this year? But seventeen points. I remember when we went to Burnham Park, which was the, before the new stadium was built at Bolton. And I kept thinking, how can we be playing when we finish 17 points in front? And, and it used to get under my mind. And uh, we, we went to Burn to Bolton and, and they scored first. And I'm stood there on the touchline. Referee was giving them everything. And I'm thinking... Why are we here? You know, 17 points, refs giving them everything, they're winning 1 0, you know. And uh, but the lads came through, we were really strong, we were positive after half time, and, and we managed to turn the tie, you know, at Meadow Lane. And, uh, and we never looked back, really. The playoff finals, I just thought we were the best side. And currently, this year, you are the best side that's in the playoffs, so. I don't think you've got to dwell too much on. You've got to be organised. You've got to, you know, you know the strengths and weaknesses of the other team. And on the day, anybody can be anybody else. You know, I don't know who else is in the playoffs. To be honest, I've, I've quickly, I've had that much on in my mind. Um, you could probably tell me who's in the playoffs, could you? <laughs> well, I mean, it, it looks likely um, that um, if you like, Knotts and Chesterfield are being kept apart, and then you're looking at. Um, I guess, a cluster of clubs who 
would, without any disrespect to them, it's very dangerous, Jabarnit, Jabor and Woods, those types of clubs, where yeah. they're going to be coming at it, I guess, Neil, you tell me, from a free hit. No, no fear, no fear whatsoever. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're all dangerous. Um, Chesterfield probably will be the, the biggest threat. Um, I saw the game at Notts County uh, when Chesterfield went two up. Um, good following. The fans were fabulous. With you know, I, I played for Chesterfield as well. I, I know it's so, a, a, so that relationship I had with both clubs. But I thought it was a fabulous atmosphere that afternoon. And I actually went into the dressing room after at Notts County and said, "Well done to the lads." Because yeah, yeah, because it took some doing that two nil up, two nil down to come back through that. And uh, I, I thought, you know, showed a lot of character. And I think. I think the playoffs is a time for your main players to stand up as well, really. Mm -hmm. um, yes, you still need the rub of the green. You hope that it's not a, a contentious decision that goes against you and things like that. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm, I have every confidence that, that they can, you know, can get back into it. But they won't take anything for granted, I know, because the manager's very thorough and he'll know how difficult it's going to be. You know, psychological to beat so many points in front um, and then to have to play, uh, you know, a club, you know, who's so many points behind. It's, uh, it is a little bit soul-destroying for a manager, but you've just got to forget that. Put it out of your mind as soon as you can uh, and just think about the positive. You know, we're the best team in this playoff final. We've got to play. We've got to be show people that we're the best team. Fear no one. And obviously... People like Longstaff, etc., and you know other players have got to have got to take the responsibility and 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 get it, you know, get you through the rounds. Now, I think I'm right in saying um, you got Scarborough promoted as champions. I think it was the first time after they'd scrapped re-election or whatever it used to be. For our younger fans, they won't understand what it means, but basically there was no automatic. You got no. Scarborough in the first year. Now, from afar. I guess even you, wrapped up at Huddersfield, would have come across the whole Wrexham, Notts County phenomenon, Ryan Reynolds, all of that sort of thing. As someone who won, won whatever it was called, the National League Conference, Vauxhall Conference, many moons, what have you made of it when you've seen Wrexham and Notts County slugging it out this year before you know an international audience? Well, it was very much... not. No, we haven't got the publicity that Wrexham have, have generated, for obvious reasons, but... Barnet were the, you know, they were the elite club with big names, people, Stan Flashman and Barry Fry. They were the favourites uh, week in, week out. They never even, you know, I remember going to the PFA do in February, March time, and uh, Ian St. John and Greaves, they were doing the uh, introductions. And they introduced, and it's nice to see at the back of the room, uh, Barry, the next team that's going to be in the Football League, Barry Fry and and. You know, um, Barnet and Stan Flashman, etc. And we were sat on another table, and we all looked at each other to say, "Well, let's let's wait and see." Eh? We were never given a chance, and um, but that just riled us really. That just brought that little bit extra to the table, and um, you know, we managed to we managed to get there, which was a a really as good an achievement as I've had really winning that league. We were. 50 to 1 outsiders to finish top. Uh, we, you know, rock bottom, we should have finished according to the bookies. And yet we kept confiding, uh, confounding the critics. And, and, and we, you know, a great, great, uh, a great win that. And like you say, first time 
they, they went up automatic into that into the into the league. As someone who's played managed across all levels of the pyramid, um, would you be an advocate of increasing the number of places up and down between the national league and the football league? I think so now. I mean, I think it's so organised now, so professional now. I mean, you've only got to look at this year. You know, I mean, Scunthorpe, my old team getting relegated. Torquay, where I managed, getting relegated. Um, you know, I look at I look at Oldham who survived. You know, it, it, it's such a um, it's such a devastating blow when you get relegated from that league uh, that I think that's got to you know not just promotion back into the into that into your league into the national league but the national league going up i think um, you know the, the Wrexhams, Notts counties chesterfields of this world uh, i think they should have the same three promotion as the, as the football league uh, i think that's only fair because it, it's so well organized now so professional that there's no reason why that doesn't come in too automatic and then four in the playoffs I think is the fair you know the fair shout now um McCordy Langstaff you, you've brought on a few strikers in your time um how good is he I'd have him tomorrow yeah I would, I would have him tomorrow me I would recommend him to anybody that would listen to me I think he can play higher up um definitely championship really? um, I just think he's uh, I think there's more to come from him as well if I'm honest, I think there's uh, there's a lot more to come from him. But I think he's uh, he's been outstanding, and that, you know you are. It takes some to it. It's a bit like you know you look at Man City with Haaland, and everybody says you know blah blah blah. But it's the team that makes him. But the way that he's taken his opportunities, he, he's he's you know he's been the Haaland of the non-league, I think, this year, and um, I think he's. He's got a very good future. I mean, I hope Notts County can keep hold of him. But, you know, I think if they didn't go up, it would be very difficult to keep hold of somebody like Longstaff because he's just, you know, very distinct for bigger things, you know. Yeah, because he didn't come through the conventional route. No. Um, he was telling me a big Borough fan was a ball boy, ball boy at Middlesbrough. That was about the limit of his interaction with professional football and was playing with Neil Bishop's uh, old club, Stockton, I think it was. Yeah, it was, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, if I was at Middlesbrough now, I'd be trying to, I'd be trying to sign him in the summer. <laughs> uh, because they've, they, you know, they've been, they've had a lad on loan up front from, uh, uh, from Villa, I think it was, or somewhere like that. Um but they've got Akpon, who, who, who's found his position off the striker, scored all the goals. He was my main striker when I signed Akpon. But I didn't, I didn't think he could do what he's done now, which is, you know, all fair to, to Carrick. Uh, he's, he's put him in with a bit less responsibility playing off the striker. And I think Longstaff could do that job. So I, I definitely would be thinking about taking him there, especially with him, all his Middlesbrough contacts, you know, he would... He would, uh, I think, it would light light the place up. How big an achievement is it to get forty plus goals in a season? At any level, any level at penalty. all. Yeah, any level. Did you say penalties? Doesn't take any penalties. No, I'm not surprised. I never had any. I couldn't take a penalty in my life. I can't even watch him nowadays. Mind you, we never get him at Huddersfield, so <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't come into it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, but it's. Um, 
I think at any level to get that, and it's not an easy level, you know, that the non-league's top of the non-league pyramid is not an easy level to score goals. Um, and I think what I like about him is they're all types of goals, you know, the distance shots, the tappings, the headers, the left foot, right foot. He's got everything in his locker, really. Um, and that's why I'm surprised. You know, I think other people must be looking at him now. Mm. Or they must have been looking at him because I only saw him that once and I, I thought straight away I'd take him tomorrow um, in that game against Chesterfield. Conscious of your time, um, playoffs. If you look back at Notts County's playoff history, um, <clears throat> playoff games are so pivotal. You know, we I think we fundamentally, this will be our fourth successive playoff campaign in the National League. First one, playing Harrogate at Wembley, an empty Wembley, lose 3-1. Don't think too many Knox fans saw that. Harrogate established themselves in the Football League. Um, you think back to seven years ago, lost to Coventry in a League Two playoff, controversially with a dodgy refereeing decision. You look where Coventry are. It's amazing how the outcome of playoff games, and you've touched on it with someone like McCauley Langstaff, it's so pivotal to people's futures and is either a springboard or can you can knock you back quite a bit. Yeah, it has every it has all the things. I mean, I suppose that's why the playoffs are a good thing. Keeps so many teams involved throughout the season. Everybody always thinks we've got a chance of getting in those playoffs, etc. Um, but but it's a, it is a um, you've got to be strong mentally uh, in the playoffs, and the manager has to lead. He has to lead. He has to take the pressure off the lads uh, as much as he can, really. Um, you know, we had a, a, a great group of lads and they looked a very good group of lads when I saw them, the Notts County lads. Um, you know, it, it, it did bring back memories. You know, I, I could reel the names off of my players in the Notts County team. And I mean, they told me the second time when we played uh, Brighton, I think it was, the, the second time, the young lads will freeze, Draper and Johnson and one of, you know, Wembley, they'll, they'll be, you know, it'll be a, a place for the, the young lads will freeze. They were the ones that relaxed. They were the ones that loved it. They were the ones that played like they were playing on a Sunday league. And it was the older lads, a bit like Craig Short and that, that were a little bit stiff and a bit worried. So it, it, it's funny how different games and the manager will have to look at that and and see it may be somebody that he's not thought about that needed a little bit of an arm round or a little chat. Um, might be one of his most experienced players. Um, it's it's amazing how things are different, and I think you do have to have to look around and and see who needs a little bit of help and and who needs a bit of relaxing. You know, I, I managed to get the lads. I, we stopped at Wembley, us, and I managed to get the lads um, into the onto the ground in the on the morning of the match. We yeah. took the bus. We weren't supposed to, but I slipped a few quid to the guy on the door. And uh, we went in and had a look on the pitch and took pictures, etc. So we weren't, you know, uh, even the first one. Um, I took the lads down the week before to look at, to watch Tranmere in a cup final. Yeah. And we actually sat with the Tranmere fans um, that game before. But at least we had, we didn't have to, it wasn't all new to us. And, um, and you know, and I thought we adapted very, very well there. We had, a, you know, we had a good blend of experience and youth as well there. So, and the fans were brilliant. You know, I had no complaints. They were superb for me. Um, 
you know, I, I mean, I turned Chelsea down and and, oh. uh, and Sunderland. I think Derek Pavis, he went up to meet Sunderland chairman to say, leave him alone, will you? And uh, and then he sacked me six months later. So it's it's one of them. I remember saying to Derek, it'll be interesting over the next few years, Derek, see where Notts County end up. And uh, <laughs> sorry, I'll get, when I tell him, you know, uh, where you are now to where we were, you know, but it's great to see you're on the way back. You know, the crowd's unbelievable for non-league. And when I came down that game, the support, I, I, I've never seen that in, you know, and then we're talking about a non-league game. It was just fabulous. Um, so I do really, I am really rooting for you. And obviously, if, if, if anybody needed any advice, I'm only on the end of a, a telephone if anybody wants to talk to me, you know. Um, one, one final point. Um, when Knotts played Harrogate when it was covid um, Neil Ardley took a view. Apparently, some of the players didn't particularly want to travel overnight, so the players went down on the day of the game. Clearly, it's a slightly different world at that time with COVID, but that attracted a lot of debate. And clearly, people will draw conclusions. Not losing went down on the morning of the game. That sort of thing. Is it your view that a playoff final is something that? should be kind of embraced as being something special? Well, I think preparations have to be spot on there. I was surprised to hear that. I didn't know that. Um, I just think you've got to get away all together the night before a big game like that, personally. Um, I think you can have meetings in the hotel. You can you can do a little bit. I mean, the, the first playoff final that we won at Knox County, I had people telling me about Tranmere. We had IT guys behind me telling me about the strengths and weaknesses and and we've got a video, we've done this, we've done that. So 12 o'clock on the, on the morning of the game, we had a meeting and Mick Jones said to me, Gaffer, we, they, they're going to go through all the, all the pluses and all the minuses of Tranmere. I said, no, they're not, Mick. He said, what do you mean? I said, they're going to, they're going to, they're going to watch a video a chubby brown and i put a i put a video of chubby brown on in his concert for a half an hour and i said to the lads enjoy that lads eh? now let's go and meet let's go and beat them now you know we we didn't do anything about Tramia then I, I knew they were i knew they were het up they didn't want a video looking at the strengths and weaknesses they needed to relax and so that's something different that I did. And, and you know, I'm glad I did it, really, because it, it just took all the pressure off. There's a huge debate, isn't there, these days, that the, the modern world has evolved. Um, where, where's the balance between video analysis, understanding everything and stats, you know, and man management? Well, I have this argument with everybody. I don't know whether you've heard me before. I'm sure you have. Give your view to our listeners. Yeah, I mean, stats are okay. And when I was at Middlesbrough, I tried to sign a lad called Duncan Watmore and the chief exec, Neil Bowser, said uh, he wouldn't let me sign him. And I, I only wanted to sign him on peanuts. He was on absolute peanuts. He was going to go to India. And, and I had him over for one, two, three weeks and they wouldn't let me sign him. And I couldn't work out. He's only, they only wanted peanuts. And so I had to ring the, chip, the owner and say, look, I'll pay for him myself. And then let me have the fee then if, he, if we sell him. <laughs> and uh, 
and in the end, the owner, the owner made sure that that, that Bowser may, let me sign him. But his argument was his stats don't. I don't need. He doesn't score goals. Who says that? I said. Well, all the stats, all the stats in in the office, they'd all got stats, and he didn't score goals. So I said, well, I've, I've never seen a statistician score a goal yet, me. And uh, and Duncan signed for peanuts, and then before Christmas, he'd scored about eight goals. They give him another contract. He scored ten goals for us. It you know stats are okay to support you at times, but listen, you've got everybody's got degrees. Young managers have can tell you how to manage and what they can do and how many miles they cover, how many yards they cover in a game and how many passes that, that get there and how many passes away and you name it. They've got stats for everything. And uh, But man management is still 95% of success. Getting the best out of those players at that time, in that environment, against all the odds or as a favourite, whichever way, that's what wins your games. And um, I was very fortunate. I had a group of lads that listened to me that would have died for me. And, uh, you know, great lads like Craig Short, Dean Yates, Phil Turner, Dean Thomas, Gary Lund, all, all the players, you know, for me, bread and butter players. But absolutely, you know, Tommy Johnson drapes, um, just come into it and you know just as if they've never been away so i was really uh you know and you've got to have a good goalie steve cherry was up, out of this world he yeah he got on my nerves at times he was a bit of a nightmare <laughs> he, he moaned at everything he moaned at the breakfast the lunch uh but it was a good goalie and uh and you need a good goalie and um so we we had fantastic times and uh times i'll never forget and i hope that this is the start of the comeback now in the playoffs that you can get back to where we, you know, where we should be. And that's, that's championship, you know, division one, at least. Neil, look, you know, I, my dad first saw Notts County at Wembley when he was 70. Yeah. Thanks to you. I was 28. Yeah. My son is mm. 26 and not been able to see Knox at Wembley yet. You, you gave, um, Notts County fans, some of the best, the very, very, very best moments of their careers. And I think also from even at Notts, that was kind of where your style really shot to prominence, wasn't it? I mean, you'd done brilliantly at Scarborough, but Notts was kind of, well, Chelsea offered you the job. Greg right. Shaw, Tommy Johnson, Mark Draper all went on to have great, great careers in the top echelons of football. It's all their fault, though. It's all their fault that I didn't go to Chelsea and that. They came <laughs> They came to see me. Please, Gaffer, don't leave us. Another manager comes and will sack us because we aren't that good. But we know, <laughs> we know what you are. So I, they owe me a lot, them lot. So just make sure you remind them, won't you? I, I, I'll remind them and, I, and I'll tell them to get the 40 quids out. But when you're back on June the 14th at Nottingham Playhouse, there's a link we'll be posting of how to get tickets if you've not already got that one. I am sure it will be a brilliant night. One thing... With Neil, I'm fortunate enough to have known him a little bit over the years. You get total honesty. You get total honesty. And you get that wonderful insight from Neil. He tells you how it is. All those things that we as fans don't always know what went on behind the scenes. And just some of the ones we've that Neil's given us tonight, there will be 110 more June the 14th at Nottingham Place. That's right. Try and get one or two other lads uh, up on stage as well that year. You know, that, I'm sure, I'm sure they'll want to come in and uh, Tell a few stories as well, although, because behind my back, I'm sure they had a go at me at times. 
Well, I, I, I know Drake should be around, Tommy. Um, Steve Cherry has been a little bit poorly recently, Neil. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. If you know that, yeah. yeah. I'm sure he'll be um, – he's a fighter, isn't he? He's a fighter and a wonderful guy. He'll, have a, he'll yeah. have a laugh when he sees this. <laughs> <laughs> Your first signing. Your he'll mourn about the quality of the filming. <laughs> we did have a few gremlins. But, hey, we did have a few gremlins. Neil, look, you need to keep Uddersfield up, right? Okay. Don't do. wade in too heavily, all right, from no. a Corley Langstaff, unless it's two and a half mil plus, okay? Yeah. Um, thank you ever so much indeed. Look forward no to seeing you on the 14th. Thank you all very much. The very best um, with Huddersfield in the coming days as well. Thank you very much. Looking forward to seeing everybody. See you later. <laughs>